0: Fuquay. I'll get that. Thank you. Well, I'm glad I got that. Awesome. And uh, where are you, where were you born and raised? Uh, So Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock. Te- okay, cool. Yeah. We're both native Texans. That's so random. Oh, and, yeah. like, not I'm, not I'm, the case I'm, these days.
1: No, I'm like sixth generation. Like I've got family that goes way, way back in Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, we, but,
0: we came from the Dust Bowl. So yeah. my family did. So we were from Oklahoma in 1930s, I guess that was that they uh, they were forced by the the winds and the dirt and everything else to yeah, move down they, to Texas. So they, they that's got,
1: cool. They got, you got your family got blown in with the tumbleweeds. Yes, um, that's yeah, same, same thing with mine. Uh, granddad and my dad on, on my mom's side, like that whole family was from Arkansas. They moved uh-huh. moved over this way. Um, and then I've got I've has been here forever. Apparently there was a quay at the Alamo. I don't know if I'm related or not, but there was a quay at the Alamo. So. Ah.
0: Wow, awesome! That was before that time. Even then, that's cool. Before my time, uh, my family's time, obviously before my time. Let me just point out the obvious. Uh, <laughs> all right, Clint. So, if you were to give us three resources, real quick, whether it's personal development, physical development, mental development, what what books, what uh, what resources would you name? And then we'll go into the break.
1: Man, um, God, that's that's a there's, there's way too many books out there for all that. Uh, you know, honestly. It, it comes down to, are, are you a reader? So for everybody out there, are you a reader? Because if you're not a reader, then books are kind of, right. Um, honestly, most everybody sticks to podcasts, um, but books. Could be a course, uh, could favorite.
0: be a podcast, it's your vision. Yeah. So whatever, read three, three resources yeah. to help visionaries, let's hit it.
1: Uh, for, for books, if dietary side, right? Because there's a whole lot of dietary stuff. I'm doing tons of videos on dietary stuff right now. Uh, the Zone is actually still a favorite of mine
0: the zone. That's one. Yeah.
1: Um, most it's, it's around basically keeping blood sugar, even, uh, it's, it's, it's the whole moderate, you know, moderation in all things. Right. Uh Um, because there's 10 million diets out there. I, I kind of use this as the base that I, that work from with everybody from a dietary standpoint and strategy, Uh um, because it is a moderation thing. Right. Um, So that uh yeah, that's a tough one because everybody's in a different area of, of of life and where they're at. Um man, you, you got me stamped on that one right now. Because honestly, <laughs> I don't I don't do a whole lot of books, right? So I Yeah, I'm okay pod- with I, that. I, I do, do I do? do a lot of pod- podcasts, I do a lot of well, podcasts. Yeah, a resource
0: do- too. So what are the two podcasts?
1: Yeah. yeah, so I do I do a lot of shorts as well. So um me you know, too. Playing up Joe, Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, uh, his pod, yeah, because it's there's so much information. He's got so many people that come on there.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so if you want a diverse piece of thought coming at you at all times, to because the best thing you can do is question your own thoughts and beliefs and what you what you think and how you believe and and how you live. And if you want to do that, you know it it happens on there a lot because there's yeah. so much diversity of. The, the thought and influence of on there yes a lot What's of different the third opinions coming on uh third one you know um going back to the whole health responsibility stuff like that um hillsdale college has some really good podcasts and stuff specifically about the founding of the country what was uh, it the Const- uh Hill- hillsdale college
0: Hillsdale college
1: yeah uh Hill- hillsdale hillsdale college
0: yeah hillsdale College. Yeah,
1: hillsdale college.
0: We'll put that um, in the show they,
1: they, they dive into the Constitution uh, a whole lot, I, not just about the Constitution, but everybody that wrote it, like the conception of it, how it got there, how it was created. Uh, they go through all the articles of it. I mean, it's top to bottom and really, really, really in-depth why things were written the way they were written as opposed to just you know people saying, oh, we think it was this, it was this. No, no, here's here's actually what everybody wrote about how it was written, how they crafted craft it and created it. Um, That's because I mean, it's, it's election year, right? So there's a whole lot of stuff about this is constitutional. It's not constitutional. Well, I mean, you might want to go back to the guys that wrote it and see what their real thoughts and ideas were about what happened in the Constitution, the constitutional conventions, all the battling back and forth about what ended up in there, uh, why is the house and everything else, and also getting to know about the people that wrote it. Um uh-huh. it's huge. They, they, yeah, they also have a great, a great one. Uh, they've got some great ones about the Bible as well, especially going into Genesis, um, creation, stuff like that, and getting into the the housing wise and you know, digging into uh, reading the Bible is one thing, understanding it is a whole different yep. deal. So you have to you have to know the source scripture, when it was written, why it was, you know, the writers, yes. uh, the language, the language what a word means what a word meant um and then what happened when you start switching words around uh from
0: and that's uh, also part of the hillsdale college podcast
1: yeah. yeah
0: that's awesome man thank yeah. you for that yeah. that's it's, actually it, a big it, one it, for me it, i'll be excited yeah, to dive it, into it, it yeah
1: and it's not it's not actually podcast these are actually classes these are courses these are classes. free courses that they offer um so like a full course that they offer for free so uh, free courses are really
0: nice. <laughs> that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who say that if you give people something for free, um, then they won't appreciate it, and that's yeah. absolutely not true. Um, no, you know, there are lots of people who will dive in and and devour that. I, I'm which, one of it them. Com- um, when it matters. To- so, but let's go to the let's go to the break real quick. We'll come back yeah. uh, when we come back, everybody. We will talk about mastering our personal health responsibility as we dive into cleanse vision. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another show of Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of. First class business, and I'm excited to have Flint, Flint, Flint Cufuay, no, Clint Fuquay on the show today. Uh, Clint's going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about health responsibility, our opportunities to improve our health. He is what I would call a fitness nut, and that is a great thing. I'm a business nut, by the way. Um, So let's move into some of these sponsors before we do that, and of course, talk about The Water Project. Feel free to look up The Water Project while I talk about the first two. The Wellness Shop 365 by Sean Lechuga. Um Sean has this approach to integrative nutrition health and wellness that also consists of this this wheel assessment for your life that dives into talking about uh, your spirituality your creativity um your uh, we need to go down to it gracias uh to joy um finances career the the wellness wheel that he has here really inspired me. And I'm excited to help him redesign this so that it's that much more user-friendly for people who don't catch the concept and vision of how cool this is. But to have somebody who actually cares about your well-being beyond the food, beyond the exercise, um, you know, and, and dives in much deeper with you in terms of what it is you're trying to accomplish in life can be extremely inspiring and motivating for those who are looking for wealth beyond the the current modern definition, perhaps. Uh, He's got a great family. Absolutely love working with him. He also is involved in our pre-show process. Um, So a lot of people who come onto this show meet with Sean first. um, And Sean hears them out about their vision to see if they would be a good fit for moving forward with us. So he's also very potentially becoming a business partner of mine at First Class Business as we continue to work together. It's been about six months. It's been absolutely awesome. He's a brother from another mother. And I highly recommend checking out what he's up to. The Lost Spot with Melissa Gray. Melissa Gray also came onto our show. And I've been looking for years for a lawyer who also has a personality. No offense to some of the lawyers I've met in my past. um, But to have somebody who is a nurturer, who understands legal matters and can break it down in simple realities while appreciating you as a human being who has a capacity to listen not just for the sake of ensuring that they're uh, they're clocking every 15 minutes that they invoice you, but somebody who actually cares about your well-being. She breaks business law down into simple terms, and she's building out hol- holistic packages for law so that your um, everything from estate planning to how to protect your business and how to have your base um, ready to go, but also have that legal counsel available when you need it. Trust me, it's better to have that upfront. Um, I've been in many companies where we did not, and we had to find somebody last minute, and we paid a pretty penny for it. Um, other cases where uh, maybe we downloaded certain templates from the internet, um, you know, from the, I don't know, Legal Ease, Legal Zoom, uh, Crocodoc, uh, there's, there's, different, uh, there's different programs out there that they're not bad. They can get you started in, in terms of understanding. But when push comes to shove in a courtroom, what I found is the paper isn't usually what wins. It's usually having the right attorney represent you in the process. So I'd highly recommend it. Why? Because I see too many entrepreneurs that, and again, more more than 95% of those I've worked with, if I were to ask them, who's your legal counsel? They won't know. They don't know where they're at with that. And that's dangerous if we wanna be wise stewards of what we do. Then there's the water project. All of us that are listening in right now, um, I bet 99.9% of us have access to clean drinking water water within 100 feet of where we're sitting, standing, or walking. And we have millions of people on this earth who don't. Uh, we have an opportunity to come together, give back, even if it's just $5. Even if you don't have $5 and all you can do is share, never underestimate the power of inspiration. You might be the one connected to somebody who goes ahead and funds one of these entire projects. Now they show you the projects, they show you the communities that'll be affected. And once you, the thing I love about their program is once you've donated to it, they will also give you a status update and you get to see the fulfillment of that dream come true. When I say dream, imagine these kids, these families 10 years later, after having learned how to create, sustain this source of water. Now they're not leaving work, they're not leaving school. Family members aren't getting sick because of water that they took a risk on. It's an absolutely awesome opportunity to get involved and help out. If you know of a cause that you'd also like to see us support and help out with, please don't hesitate to drop it in the comments. We'd love to take a look at it and see if it's something that we might put on the show as well. Um, or if it's something that we just might contribute to directly. You never know if you don't take the chance. So before bringing Clint on board, Clint is known as the health engineer. He takes an engineering, um, mindset to moving health forward. So I have a feeling him and Sean are going to be great friends. Um, And in addition to that, my hope is that you will have the opportunity to find out, is this also a type of person that I want to learn from? He's highly sought after as a certified health coach, personal trainer, speaker located in North Dallas area. And he has specialized training in the areas of corporate wellness, personalized nutrition, exercise biomechanics with over two decades of wellness industry experience. He's been an executive and formulation specialist for a nutrition and supplement company, personal training certification instructor, national corporate wellness presenter, the strength and conditioning director for the Dallas Heroes Basketball Academy, and he currently owns the Olympic Fit Gym, where he's actually helping Olympians prepare for their Olympic uh, careers and, and hopefully bringing some some gold medals home for our lovely country. Without further ado, Clint Fuquay, welcome to Vision Pros Live.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. And it's especially after, uh, you know, last week was a we had a nice little impromptu discussion for about almost an an hour, hour. which was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. man. Yeah, with thank thank you for the great feedback, by the way. Um, (laughs) We'll start there. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So So, so, yep. With what what Clint's referring to there is, when we're bringing guests onto our show, we want to make sure that we're bringing leaders that are poised to help our audience. And that that doesn't mean they have to have everything. They don't have to be Mark Cuban. They don't have to be Elon Musk. They don't have to be the the names that everybody, um, if, you, if you drop the name, people in a crowd, 99% of people are going to know. We got to make sure, though, that they're well positioned to help people after the show. And in terms of, of Clint's website, he had some opportunities to revamp some of that content. Now, visionaries, a lot of people would, would come in, who are you, you know, to, to tell Clint how to revamp his content or or who are you to tell me what to do? And that's never the case. It's always the opportunity to invite. So we invited Clint to make some adjustments to his web presence. And he said, all right, my team will get after that. Um, and he made those adjustments. And that showed me that he's not only a leader who thinks he's made it and done learning, he's eagerly moving his own processes forward and man, I just. Appreciate you bringing that up and, and honoring us about that.
1: I'd love oh, to know, yeah. though,
0: Clint, what's your what's your vision for those that you serve? Let's let's get right into that for the people who are listening. What do you hope that they achieve and accomplish?
1: Well, the big question is, what do they want to achieve and accomplish? Because I mean, it's their goals; it's not my goals.
0: My so ideally, though, they yeah. let's say that let's say there's a hundred million people that just found out about you, um, yeah. and and some people come forward and and they're excited to work with you on the Olympic Fit um what what do you do for those who join you at the olympic fit what do they need
1: what once again, it comes down to goals right so we, we do have some olympians or some potential olympians uh coming in with us we've got several that are qualified for the upcoming olympics so winning a medal yes is awesome right um it, it'll be awesome if they do that uh for them for us for everybody else uh but outside of that it's you know what do you do after that uh because we we try to give that vision for all of our athletes all of our student athletes which is Sure, you want to play sport, that's great. What are you gonna do after you retire? What kind of life do you want to live? Do you want to live around for the rest of your life? So um, it's helping it's helping people figure out what they want to really do over the scope of their lifetime, which will change, just things happen in, in life, and you'll change what your what your goals are. But the goal is to be healthy, live a good life, and have a family if you want to have a family. And how do I get there? And that's really the big thing is helping people figure out how to get there. That's the whole engineer piece of this The health engineer thing is engineering, structuring something that's going to be, it's going to be livable. Most people don't do livable things when it comes to to health and wellness. They do incredibly unlivable, unthinkable things at times uh, in an attempt to fit into his pants or something like that. And it's like, oh well, you can, we can probably still get you to fit in those pants, but we're going to make sure that you can still like live a normal life while you do it. Um, instead of being on the, you know, I, I'm on a diet. I can't do this or that right now, right? um Or being too sore to move around because it's, if you work out too hard, you can't move around. Then what's the point? Uh, unless you're trying to get up on stage, or if you are going to be an Olympian, we do let them know. Yes, you're going to be very sore at times because that's just part of it. That there's pain in the process. um There's pain in every process. Just some people have much more physical pain in the process of getting there, um, right? But uh, you know, that's the, the main the main goal is helping people figure out where they want to go, how to get there, and do it the best way possible without without injury, without any kind of setbacks, without doing anything odd and crazy dietary exercise wise that leads them into some bad stuff later on. Cause that does, I see that happen a lot. And you know, some people are well meaning about what they do a lot of times without knowing what they're doing, and so they'll cause more issues than than they should. It's, it's kind of like a it's like a diy project at your house if anybody's ever done a diy at your house and then you did it and then you had to pay double to have the expert come in and fix it That's oh yeah set, that, set that, that would that be my type
0: lot. of diy
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I it stopped yeah. a long time ago
1: yeah diy di- di- diy is almost double your investment uh is, is what happens <laughs> a lot of times um <laughs> so but um Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, it's helping people. if they do want to DIY It's giving them some good resources to where they can do it yeah. properly and, and with, with some good knowledge uh, or coming in and getting a program put together. And it's, it's based on them as well. Right. So like if somebody gives you a program, you're probably not going to do it all the way because it's not yours. And everybody likes to rebel a little bit. We all have some rebel in us. And so somebody tells you, you have to do this. And if if you have even a little bit of rebel in you, you're going to rebel somehow, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So the best way to keep people from rebelling is to help them put together their own program. This way, it's yours. You can't really rebel against yourself. You can, but you know, there's a whole back there's a whole lot of back and forth in, in the programming uh, of stuff mm-hmm. for for people. So because it's I yours, it's your it's your life. It should be your program. It should be your diet. it Should be your exercise program uh, at some point. So, you know, it's, there's, there's a whole lot of, um, who had to be active in it. It's not a, it's not a brainless activity. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Well, you called me out. I was, uh, I was that one who was rebellious and wanted to figure it out my, myself so many times. And the cool thing is, uh, you can also channel that if you find yourself being rebellious, but you find a program that comes from somebody who's amazing. I highly recommend following it. My way of rebelling nowadays is I'm going to do that and then some right? I'm going to complete that and I'm going to go above and beyond it because I want results above and beyond what everybody else has achieved with said program. Um, So it's a a fun shift that people can go through. Now, the other thing I love about your vision is that you talked about helping these athletes think and build beyond uh, the initial goal of that medal, um, beyond the here and now. There's there's a lot of coaches who lose sight of that, a lot of trainers um, who don't ever think about that or feel like that's part of their responsibility or their opportunity. I got to connect to you with Melissa Gray because we've been talking about uh, NILs, the name, image, likeness realities. And we've been talking about how it would be very helpful. These kids are coming out of uh, high school now with the ability to make money on their name, image, and likeness. And oh, yeah. there, a lot of them have parents too that are of supporting them, helping them move through these realities, but they don't necessarily have uh, the personal trainers and don't necessarily have the legal counsel to help them maximize those opportunities and uh, you know, that can, that can become a slippery slope pretty fast if you're not prepared for oh. the types of challenges oh, have, that exist with it.
1: Yeah. We, we've got, ki- we've got kids in junior high that have like full media, everything like they've got their Instagram set up. They've got, they've got their hashtag set. I mean, they've got it's all of it. They're ready. It's like they're 10, <laughs> they're 10. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's see if they make it to high school. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we, we do, we do, and so luckily, so my partner, uh, Ray, uh, so he's been there. He's been to the Olympics. He, he's, he's been a professional sprinter. He's been in track and field for a long time. So he he knows, he gets it, and he knows the, the reality of what happens when you get into the sport while you're there, whatever, what the expectations are uh, from sponsors and everybody else, and then what happens whenever you're done with the sports. And a lot of people forget about this whole, you're going to retire by the time you're 24, 25, maybe 30. Forget about it. Dude, 30, I would be an athlete. If you're Tom Brady, okay, sure. You will make it to 42. Well, it, okay. You're retired at 42 now. Now what are you going to do? Um, so go back and play again. I don't know. He might. Uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's getting that mindset of, you know, don't break your body. Don't break yourself while you're doing this sport. Um unless you think it's really worth it to do that because otherwise you've got the rest of your life to live and you need to make sure people respond to you as opposed to you as the athlete uh, because you know there's two different things right um, and you've got to have people liking you and respecting you outside of the sport and outside of being an athlete so whenever you're not an athlete anymore well now you're just you now you're just a person that did play that sport. So what do you do now? Like what's, if you, if you, if you were with a, with the athletic apparel brand, whatever, are they going to keep you on? Cause now you're not in the sports, but yeah. are you enough of a name and a personality and people like you enough as a person to still buy shoes from you, essentially? Cause we tell all of our, our, especially our track athletes, look, you're a shoe salesman. Okay. You're a shoe salesperson. Your job, as far as the companies are concerned, is to sell shoes. How many shoes are you going to sell for them? um so you're either going to be michael jordan or al bundy or somewhere in between (laughs) so (laughs) you're 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 either you're the poster that people are saying i want to be like mike or you're al bundy who was great in high school and then now he's selling putting shoes on feet so Mm -hmm. which which shoe salesman do you want to be um and you're going to wind up somewhere in that in that range but you've got to get yourself out there and have people like you and respect you enough to where they want to still do stuff with you after the sport and a lot of people a lot of athletes forget about that while they're in the sport and they get out of the sport and then nobody will touch them after that because they were just either tough to work with or they, they built the wrong brand around themselves and they just couldn't get away from it anymore
0: yeah, they didn't have a vision of that future. I I didn't forget about it. I never even thought about it um, when I was in my athletic career. So speaking of Al Bundy, um, what's your worst leadership experience ever?
1: Oh, my God. Worst, worst leadership experience ever. Um, man, there's so there's, I'd say there's so many in the in the, in the fitness industry and supplement industry. Um, sure. I mean, it, it all comes down to ego at some point. Right. Yeah. Um, either somebody's trying to control stuff way too much. Uh, um,
0: a good story. Uh,
1: man, I don't want to talk bad about anybody. <laughs> you can name
0: them, uh, Paul Smith or something like that. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Um, well, we'll say, so a, a, gym, a gym I was at previously. Uh, the guy in charge really wanted everything to run his way specifically. And I get that because it's, you know, it's your place. You want it to run. You want things to run a certain way, um, program and stuff like that, uh, to the point that you, he would write programs for everybody to utilize. Um, I would not utilize the programs that were written because I have a brain. I like to think, I like to do what's right for my clients. And so I kind of bucked the system on that and there was a resistance and some of the other trainers went along and rebelled with me for a little while. And that caused some issues. Um, which is, you know, he wanted everything to be his his way, his direction, his programming language and nothing outside of that. And don't question it. And once people started questioning it, well, um, I had to go <laughs> so because I was the black sheep that was, you know, throwing all the questioning in. So but uh, there was that one. Um, that and so in the selling industry um you know when i was there not an ego thing but a an overselling thing right so people mm. try to oversell who they are what they do um or the company or put it into a really really bad position by overselling things and underselling things and um uh un- underselling your staff is never good mm. so Way that's out there on the road they're doing stuff they're, they're supposed to be helping build the business and they come in behind you and undersell you on, and undercut you on deals and then you find out afterwards the deal that you did with somebody you just got undercut by your boss or the owner of the company because he needed some cash in the pocket um so because he oversold himself on in a few certain ways and, and put things into a really, right. really bad financial bind um so those are probably some of the some of the worst things that I've been around and been in um, for myself also. So the, the, when we started Olympic bit, uh, there was some, some control issues on my side of stuff, which is just, I mean, well, see, I it's my place. I like things to be done a certain way. And I was overly controlling things and not allowing people to do things. And uh, it was a, well, if I don't do this, who's going to do it? And they're like, well, maybe just don't worry about that and somebody else will take care of it. I was like, well, who's going to take care of it? Like, Just let us figure that out. Okay. So I let them figure it out and they figured it out and things ran smoothly and it's like, okay, so I guess I can't be, if, if you're not hands-off, you can't allow people to be hands-on. It's probably mm-hmm. the bigger bigger thing there that for me that I learned because I am very hands-on about everything and what's again, it's making sure people can do things properly and th- things are done if people aren't doing stuff, I'll automatically pick up and start doing it. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's being hands off and allowing people to, to do stuff and, and allowing people to fail and then supporting them whenever they fail and picking them back up and, right. and a lot of stuff. But, uh, yeah, o- overly controlling situations can be a, a right. big issue uh, from, from a leadership standpoint. You have to, like, kind of sit back and if things fall off for a little bit, you kind of have to let them fall off so other people will have to engage and pick things up um which is a really tough one to do because you don't like to nobody likes to see things like lagging up on apart here and there it's like yeah. they do something and eventually they do and you're like okay they picked it up i don't have to now um so it's it's allowing people to to take the reins and do stuff mm-hmm.
0: yeah very good um what's your best leadership experience look like
1: ah, best leadership experience um you know, so MLMs, they, they get a bad rap at times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some of the best leadership I've seen has come out of direct sales companies. Uh, mostly because I don't think people realize this in, in direct sales and, you know, all the multi-level stuff. Like you have to lead and organize, organize and lead a team yep. real, really well. Like anybody that gets That's in there, which, oh man, it's you have to be a manager like you have, you be have to be a good leader team. to do
0: it yeah. it's true yeah. you have to have a lot of good leadership traits you don't have to be a yeah. good leader you do have to have a lot of great leadership traits yeah. in order
1: to yeah. do yeah it. and it's i've seen some of the best leadership um training teaching experiences come out of out of mlm along with some bad ones but some really good ones because you really do have to get up there and like this is my team these are my people and yep. like the the build up you've got to really be a a person that that pours into your people, and um, pouring into people as opposed to uh, calling them all day, going, "Did you make sales today?" <laughs> right? Because hmm. um, there, there are yeah. those. There are. But I've, I've seen some others in in that industry that man, they just they love people so much. Yeah. They they pour into their people and their team down below them, and they even whenever they move companies because that happens a lot, their people go with them because, yes, the compensation, but also. They are going with that person that has led them to some success and better things in life and really helped them out in their lives. Um,
0: Let's talk about someone, that because yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of of uh, the training programs as well. I would agree. Multi-level marketing has one of the best incubation systems as a whole um, for leadership development. They're very, oh, yeah. very good. And that's one of the things that that subconsciously inspires people to dive into these opportunities. There's this belonging aspect. You mentioned this jumping ship um, <clears throat> that that occurs. Well, that also is a reflection of the leadership above the leader who jumps ships. Yeah. See, a lot of these contracts say, we can adjust your compensation at any time. Um, plus there's very stringent non-competes, um, non-disclosures that are baked into that. And so oh, yeah. not until you're that six figure a month earner where they say, okay, you cost us too much money now. Um, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you gotta uh, go. Yeah. You know, and so I don't, I don't blame people at all for jumping ships when they, but uh, another challenge is when you get into that no- network marketing and you've had no business experience, you don't read the fine print. Oh yeah. You don't know about it. You're excited about all the hype that's around you. And some of the hype is driven by people who want to make millions and millions of dollars. Most of the people that are in it though, don't most of the people bought the product and they're yeah. happy to belong and mom or dad pressure them into it or you pressure your mom and your dad into it. And that's why they're in they're in it as well. And and so there's a lot of negative realities that go along with that process, too. But there's a lot of honorable things that we learn. That's where most of my base for business leadership came from was learning through my failures of network marketing.
1: Oh, yeah. And man, you'll, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot about yourself uh, and, and really what it takes to make it uh, from a business standpoint. Because when you go out there, I mean, it, it's it's you out there, and you got to figure out: okay, are you pushing a product? Are you pushing you? Are you? And you learn a whole lot about sh- should I be running a business at all, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because you you quite literally are kind of running a business, and a lot of people don't realize that in the beginning. Um, you are running your own independent business inside of a business, right? Yep. Um, and also for for, like somebody's just working a regular nine to five. It's great because now you start realizing what happens above you in that business structure. And so sometimes you'll get people actually get more engaged in their nine to five regular job while they're doing the MLM thing because, well, I'm not doing so good at this. And I think I know why now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start getting more engaged in their job. Next you know, they're they're getting, they're moving up the ranks in their normal job, right? Um, or they get really good to doing stuff with the MLM and they realize, okay, I'm better doing this than just being in this, in the system in in the normal job structure. I'm better running my own thing. So it's, it really helps people figure that thing out. Should I, should I be an entrepreneur and go out and build something myself or am I better in a system helping the system build? Um, but either way, the, the engagement factor goes, goes through the roof on that uh, because you start learning a whole lot more about how things work for real, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to I'm here at my desk, I'm doing my thing. Well, yeah, but here's all the other things that have to that have to happen below you and above you, and if you don't do your thing, then none of these other things can happen. Um, right. And so, yeah, it's listen. Like it, it gets MLM and direct sales, network marketing, gets a bad connotation a lot of the times because of some bad people that have been in it, or you know the usual people always conflate things and, and blow things out of proportion, about, well, you know, put, put all this money into it and did this and this and this. Well, first of all, you didn't plan when you went into it, you just jumped into it. Um, but, um, you know, it's whenever you do it, you have to learn how to get out and engage and uh, learn a whole lot about yourself in the process of doing that. And you know, uh, your, your reasons and motivations for doing things and how to Yep to explain that to people and get yourself out there in the world and be seen or, you know, do I need to be, I, can I be independent or do I need to be a part of something? Mm-hmm. Um, and have somebody giving me, like here, here's here's your structure for the day, here's what you need to do. Or can you sit there and here's my structure for the day, these are the things I'm gonna accomplish, um, here's the hit list, here's the top things I gotta do, here's the bottom things I gotta do and are you able to make that list, go through it and do it? And, you know, people learn that, figure that out really, really quickly.
0: Yep, definitely. Uh, let's talk about powerful lessons. So if this was your last opportunity ever to share a powerful lesson with other visionaries so they can learn from your experience, what would the powerful lesson be? Yeah.
1: Powerful lesson. Um, it's not about you. That's that's, that's the biggie. It's, it's not about you and it is about you right so everybody's going through something everybody has things going on um and so somebody comes to you with a problem they're going off you about something it's never really about you it's about something that's going on um the place that is about you is how you respond to that and so do you go back at them or do you find out hey what's the real issue here what's going on how can i help you out um as opposed to just starting a war Over somebody coming at you being angry about you is something, but because they're not really angry about you, they're angry about the situation. Maybe something's going on at home, maybe something else is is an issue that they're having to deal with, they don't know how to deal with it, right? So it's that whole thing. It's never really about you, but it's your job to help out at times. And that's probably the the biggest thing, and that's in everything. That's in your your public relationships that means with business stuff that means somebody walking the door into your business that means work, you know with your with your parents with your wife with your husband whoever big one with those (laughs) um realize if you're married because i've been i've been married before um you know it's not about you and you really have to you have to be a, a real partner in things that more so than you would expect at times um and you know if you if you're not a good partner they're not gonna lean into you and give you the story and tell you what's really going on they're gonna find somebody else to do that with and at that point you know things start separating pretty quickly um yeah. so being able to be open and be a a real partner in that uh, also in business too so uh, so like me and my business partner like we've had some some of this I had a little rift at some point and we sit down we talked we be, we got through it and Man, things just have exploded and been great since then. Um, so, but yeah, it's it, it's 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 not about you, but it is about you. Love <laughs> it. I love the that, quote. That would be that would be the biggie.
0: It's so, a it's a very similar quote to people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about yeah. them, right? So it's that's what makes it about them. But then that's yeah. also why I coined the quote not the first part of the quote, which is, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, right? That's, that's the quote. My quote is it's not what you know, it's who, you know, and then it's what, you know, because if you get yourself into a situation where you can help, but you don't know what to do or how to help, then you pretty much are going to burn the bridge with the person who got you in the door. So I believe you're 100% right. It's not about you Mm -hmm. first. It's about serving, helping others, and then it does come down to, are you capable? Are you qualified? Are you yeah. able to help people? Uh, let's, let's take some time to talk about um, mastering your personal health responsibility. Um, so how do we go, what is personal health responsibility and how do we go about mastering it?
1: Well, for that one, realize it is all about you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, no, nobody else can get you healthy, right? Uh nobody else can do anything for you. Nobody can make you eat well. Nobody can make you exercise. Nobody can make you do anything at all. Right. Um right. now some people like to mandate how you do things. Uh, I'm not big on mandates. I do not like those. Um because it, it is it is up to you to to do things uh for yourself. And that is the responsibility piece of it, uh, which is taking care of your health. Because I mean you have this body. We do have replacement parts. The, the replacement parts, they're decent, they're all right. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll work for a couple of years, but they're not like the originals. Um you know, barring birth defects and things like that. But for the most part, you know, you you're born with a this fantastically incredible thing that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Um best vehicle ever made uh, and so it's learning how to take care of that. It is your responsibility to take care of it because you've been you've been given this thing. Right. You've been given this body to live in for your entire life. So, um it's much like a car. If you take care of your car, you're going to get a lot of miles out of it. If you don't take care of your car, you're not going to get very many miles out of it. And then you'll get another one and another one and another one and another one. Right. And that gets yeah. really expensive. Uh, also, if you don't do basic maintenance, car repairs, if you haven't noticed, are really expensive now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and yes, you can have insurance, and insurance does help. Yes. But The point of insurance is never having to use it ever um if you do the maintenance as you're supposed to you rotate your tires you get your oil changed you need to rotate your own tires you need to change your own oil daily Um, what does that
0: look like uh Uh, moving from the analogy to the the physical reality
1: what that means you you need to move every day right and differently like if you do the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to have wear, excessive wear on your body. So um, I'm not, I hate to pick on the runners, but if you got, you run the same thing every day, you're going to have excessive wear uh, on the joints, on, on your knees, hips, spine. Uh, you're going to have some excessive wear on your brain as well. You're running you like this. When you run, you will start having some brain damage. Um, so making sure that you're it's you have a well-rounded system. You you are doing some strength training, you're doing some stretching, you're doing breath work, you are doing some cardiovascular stuff, you're running, you're biking, you're swimming. So it's taking something that you like to do, that you know you're good at, doing that for the most part, like 80-20 rule, 80% of what you know you're good at, and then 20% of everything else. So you you mix it up. Um and this way wow. you're you're rotating your tires. All the time that's it
0: that's brilliant i hadn't thought about the running aspect and the the brain drawing but it reminds me of mm-hmm. japanese water torture i'm learning about that <laughs> as a kid yeah. uh, where they drip the water on your forehead and it yep. eventually ends up you know carving a hole um yeah. you know and, or
1: or, and or, or, like, or driving insane one or the other you wouldn't
0: um, yeah um you know and you, you wouldn't think about the erosion effect um, you know, oh, over yeah. time, and and we studied that too in middle school about the erosion effect of water on Grand Canyon and stuff like that. We would do little models for it. But the fact that okay, that doesn't happen when you you know if I if I have four drops of water on my head right now, it's not going to hurt me. Um, no. But in excessive proportions, it will. And the same yep. is true of running. But I hadn't I hadn't really considered I, that fact of running my, on the brain. My,
1: yeah. Mileage is mileage. You know, you're either having good mileage or having bad mileage, but, you know, still mileage is mileage.
0: Yeah. But um, but you bring up a good point, though, and that our bodies being the best vehicle, they're restorative, too. Um, yeah, right. Sure. So if, if I exercise a portion of my body appropriately for the day, then it will then it rests, relax, rejuvenates. Yep. It, it the miles can be restored not fully we we all are going to yeah. die eventually yeah. so, but yeah. in in good capacity, some of us have healthier lives long term than others
1: yeah this that, this where the diet comes in uh, ah. so what, what you eat what you take in nutritional supplements all that stuff uh look at it like uh you, you have bricks okay um mm-hmm. actually we can, we can call like fat protein and carbohydrate your bricks right these are the big the big building blocks that we put in um the one thing that you got to have to go with bricks is you got to have some mortar because if you Mm -hmm. don't have mortar between the bricks the bricks are going to fall apart right any house if you build it with just bricks that house ain't going to be up for very long um you have mortar in between the bricks really good mortar it's it's there it's going to last for you know thousands of years right um yeah you're probably going to live thousands of years but you know the longer you want to live and the better you the better things together you want to have some good more that would be all the micronutrients that's all your vitamins minerals uh phytonutrients you know phytonutrients are just the vitamins that haven't don't have a letter associated with them yet um and so make sure you have all that put together well-rounded so everything goes in your body gets utilized like it's supposed to and so your body can regenerate really well uh, as opposed to just coming in here you go out you go run you work out i have my protein for the day that's great, ma'am. But so how are you going to break it down and utilize it? Have you had some enzymes to go with it? Have, do you have any probiotics in there? What kind of minerals and uh, vitamins you have going into break it down? you take it into your cells and actually use it. So your body can repair and regenerate. Um,
0: some people would argue that God gave us everything to, we don't need to know all of that. But I would yeah. argue, take a look at the timeline of life expectancy for a human being um from the early you know bcs to now uh, and how yeah. much we've progressed in terms of our ability to to live much 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 longer yeah. than we ever have in the past it has a lot to do with teachings like this what's one secret that you would give us or maybe two on mastering our our, our discipline to to be responsible with our health
1: um in the beginning charting stuff, writing it down. Um, this way you can hold yourself accountable. Uh, now, after a while, you you don't really need to do that. But in the beginning, just like anything else, you have to chart it the entire time and figure out, okay, from day to day, am I eating what I'm supposed to be eating? Am I doing the exercises I'm supposed to be doing? And it takes, it'll take a year, of uh, year to 18 months of doing that successfully, where now it's a lifestyle and you can just do it on the fly it's it just stays up here for the most part um you know what to eat you, you know how you feel after after certain meals um after workouts how, how much you need to have going in and coming i love out. that um but yeah it's charting is is huge because this way you have something to go back and reference if something's not going right uh same thing in business and, and life and everything else but if you ha- if you have a catalog, you have it charted. You can always go back and reference them and go, okay, why am I gaining weight now, or why am I not gaining? Why am I not gaining the muscle I want to be gaining? Uh, why is my mileage suffering? Why is why am I feeling more aches and pains? Right. Well, you start looking at, you know, here's your history. Here's what's been going on. Okay, I think I know what I need to do. Here's what I need to change. Here's what I need to add in. Uh, maybe I need to start looking at some supplements here. Maybe I need to look at doing something to deal with with my diet. Maybe my exercise regimen needs to change up um, because, like you see, the up and down fluctuations of, okay, I know what I'm doing good. I know what I'm doing doing bad. uh, And it's charting, it really helps out, especially especially if you are a highly ADD um, and your world is just in chaos all over the place. Having that really helps out because it helps you focus on it. If yeah. you're a highly focused, because I know some hyper focused people, hi, me, Mr. Mm-hmm. Hyper focused don't do it too much because then you'll get you get too dialed into the details and you'll get lost in the details. And you will destroy yourself with the details. <laughs> so
0: speaking um, of that, Clint, one of the cautions I would share with people, one, I love the idea of charting it. I yeah. am not a big fan of apps that track your nutrition intake and tell you generally what you're supposed to do, because I, I tried that once like for a, for a long mm-hmm. period and yeah. I was trying to live according to this app that did not know my personal needs. I was trying to do it without a personal trainer and I could yeah. feel myself getting more and more disconnected from my health, even though I was following this regimen that was highly recommended by 4 million uh, you know, reviews and, and all these Uh blog articles that say how amazing this is. So if you're going to track what it is you're doing, like Clint said, we've also got to listen to our body, um, and know what our body's saying. And if we really want to maximize our results, then it's incredibly important that we find a health engineer, that we find somebody who's, who's got the knowledge of, again, how do these bricks and mortar come together? How do we build our best self? I would say that's my number one tip for everybody who's listening in right now, If you want to become a master over your personal health, find somebody who is a master of personal health. That you're comfortable with, that you want to work with, and work with them. So, you'll be able to access Clint's information on the landing page as well, so you can reach out to him. Uh, visionaries, if you have a vision that you'd like to share um, as well, then don't hesitate on visionproslive.com to click the button that says be our guest. We'd love to have you. If you have a friend, family member, somebody who would benefit from the conversation that you just heard, uh, tag them. Um, and a note if you have a question about health, don't hesitate to drop that in the comments as well. We'll make sure Clint gets those as well. Before we wrap up, Clint, is there any final thing you want to share?
1: You know, the, the big thing is people need to de-stress. Mm. That's a biggie. Um, stress, is, stress is a major killer. There's a lot of stress out there from from everything, right? Yeah. So the, the big thing is find a way to de-stress yourself. Go take a walk, do some breathing, find a nice green space to get into, uh, by green space, I mean something that has grass and leaves and trees and stuff that you can be a part of. You know, get get into get into nature with yourself because we get stuck in these places. Like, you know, I'm in this big white room. Um, if you're indoors too much, it's going to destroy you. So get outside, get get uh, get connected to nature a little bit more because we are natural things, we're natural beings. Um, and uh, sleep, get your sleep, <laughs> get your sleep. That's right. Really- think-
0: everybody listening will be happy to to hear that as an advice we hope that you follow the actions we invite you to vision pros have a fantastic rest of your day thank you for being here today i'm really happy that you tuned in to vision pros live i'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward this is going to get more and more fun we'll have more and more engagement as well we'll invite people to participate in the show and thank you for giving us your time and attention have an excellent time